Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Benedettiville podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hey, if you like the podcast, give us a review on iTunes, drop us a line, let us know what you think. We'd appreciate it. Also, we have a Patreon page up if you want to help support. Patreon.com backslash Benedettiville. I'm still in Australia, the gals are home in Petaluma, and we've got an awesome podcast for you. So, without further ado, here we go. Benedettiville is on the air, and I'm here with Stella and Leah and Emmy. Say hi, gals. Hi, gals. It is Sunday, a beautiful day in Petaluma, but something's different. Some- we have the pizza? We have the pizza. The pizza's uh, here. Uh, what about the coffee ice cream? Coffee ice cream's here. Uh, I think I know what's missing. What? Papa. The big red button. No, the big red button is here, but Emmy... Papa! Papa! You're right! Gio is traveling across the world in a strange and foreign land called Australia, playing music with Rocco Blastorius, and we're here in the studio. Oh my gosh, you guys, what are we going to do? Um, um, we have to take controls and... Uh, I don't know! D- Leah, do you know how to work these buttons? Me? No. I do. You do, Emmy? Okay. All right, um, there's all these buttons and some knobs and a few uh, and switches a and a huge red that says, button. do not touch. <gasps> okay, whatever you do, don't push the red button. Don't touch the red button. Emmy! Emmy, no! Emmy, no! She touched it! And now we have a crocodile problem in the studio, folks. Um, we're gonna take care of this, uh, and we'll be right back after these messages. Has this ever happened to you? You wake up in the morning, get out of bed, and before you know it, your feet are cold. Well then, you should put on some socks. Yes, socks! Nothing says I like warm toes and sliding on hardwood floors better than a fresh, socked, slick pair of new socks. Nothing says I love you and I want your feet to be roasty, toasty, and comfortable like the gift of socks. 
Yes, socks. The best thing to happen to cold feet ever. Socks are available pretty much anywhere. Some restrictions apply. Remember not to wear only socks when outside, especially if it's wet out. Wash socks regularly or you will have very stinky feet. Good afternoon, Benedettiville. This is Gio. I'm sorry I can't be there to join you these weeks. I'm down in Australia, but I am down here with Rocco Blastorius. Rocco, how's it going? Whoa, Gio, it's going pretty good, bro. But uh, I got like kind of a cold, you know? Sounds like you do too. Crazy that we both sound a little bit like we're getting a cold, man. But, um, yeah, it's great to be here, dude. How you liking Australia so far? Chill, bro, I'm loving Australia so far. The people down here are super cool, totally friendly. They totally get me, you know what I mean? Like, they're laid back. They like to just have a good time, play some music. And, uh, yeah, the land down under is truly a wonderland, man. Don't you think? Isn't it great? Yeah, I know you do. What is the most different thing about Australia? Oh, Gio, the most different thing has got to be that they drive on the other side of the road, bro. Like, they don't drive on the right side of the road, they're on the left. And so like, every time I'm trying to cross the street, I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm almost getting hit by cars, by bikes, by people walking. Everything's a little bit backwards. Um, but also very different down here is the coffee. They have... Maybe the best coffee I've ever had in my life, Joe. Like, I'm not joking right now. You know I wouldn't joke about something that important. It is exquisite, and it seems like everywhere, even like a gas station, has amazing coffee. I really, I feel really at home down here. You know what I mean? It's different, but I think it is treating old Rocco Blastorius pretty good, you know? We're down here to play some music with the band that I tour with, and while we're down here, we get to be at a music festival. That's got to be pretty cool for you. Uh, yeah, Gio. It's an Australian music festival. It's got, like, good coffee everywhere, great music everywhere, cool people saying funny things like g'day and, uh, how you going, you know, like all these cool Australian things, and it's, I'm having a ball, man. You've, like, combined all of my favorite things into one place, man. And, uh, oh, did I mention it's right next to a beach? Because it is, and it's beautiful. Like, you seriously could not put together... Any more ingredients. They even have pizza here. I mean, seriously, I lack for nothing. We're both really excited for the stories you all are going to get to hear this week, next week, and the week after. And we'll be listening along with you because I like stories. Rocco, I know you like stories. I do love stories, bro. Especially stories about music. And uh, I hear tell these are some musical stories. Pretty cool. Yeah, everybody, so enjoy. If you have any questions about Australia, let us know. We'll ask Australians things. Yeah, you have seriously got to hear how these people talk. It was like, I mean, I mean, I know I think I talk funny, you know, but like, this is like a whole other level, bro. It's like same language, different language. It's beautiful. We can answer all your questions about Down Under because that's where we'll be for a while. So we'll be back live with you just as soon as we can. And in the meantime... Enjoy the stories, and let's get on to the next thing. On to the next thing. And Jill, I think we got van call, bro. We got to get back to the festival. Let's go. I wanted to be a hero. A hero that could soar and could fly. But when I jumped off of my bed, I didn't fly. Yeah. 
big kid was getting rough Saying lots of nasty stuff And no one else was speaking up And then I said, hey, that's enough And that bully walked away He hasn't bugged us to this day So I guess in a small way I kind of saved the day How do you show kindness to others? If I, someone does something mean to each other, um, I say, are you okay? And I ask them if you want me to um, do anything with them. I like to make people laugh. Um, you can share and be nice and play with others and not say, like, I don't want to be your friend, you're mean. Here's a joke. What do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. <laughs> How do you show kindness to other people? Uh, well, I show kindness to other people is playing with them. And uh, it makes me feel really good. You can, you can see if they're okay when they fall down. Um, um, ask them if you want to play with me. What do you do to make a, a tissue dance? I don't know, Josh. What do you do to make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie on it. <laughs> Stella, would you introduce this next part of our show? Um, we're looking forward to a nice little girl, and her name is Harmony. She has a very special name. Um, this story is one of my favorites because it has a strong young girl who ends up being the hero of this story. So, introducing the one and only Princess Harmony and the quest for music, part one. Once upon a time, there was a kingdom called Silence. In this place, they had lots of great stuff. They had delicious food. Their pizza, many people said, was the very best pizza ever to be had. They had wonderful gardens, beautiful buildings, they made amazing paintings and sculptures, and they had nice clothes, really slick hair. They could make lots of great things, fancy clocks, beautiful cabinets, little wagons, and all sorts of wonderful things. There was just one thing that we are pretty used to that they did not have. And that was music. They did not sing any songs. They did not have any musical instruments. There were no concerts to go to. They didn't whistle jaunty tunes when they were like walking down the path, leading their goats out to the field. All in all, people cheered, and they would yell a lot, and they would hoot, and they would holler when they were at a party or a game or they were part of a big crowd. But they did not have any music. The Land of Silence had a king and a queen, and the king and the queen had a daughter, a young princess whose name was Harmony. Harmony loved playing games. When she played games, she liked to move around, and she liked to clap her hands, and she liked to dance and to whistle, and she was always being told, shh, shush, by the people around the castle. She would be whistling and dancing around her room, and she would get shushed by her nanny. 
And then she started leaving her room because she didn't like getting shushed by her. And she started playing in the gardens and she would dance around and clap around and whistle around there. And she started getting shushed by the gardener. And then she went out past the gardens down to the edge of the forest and she would dance around and prance around and whistle and clap. And then the royal huntsman shushed her until eventually she began to play deeper and deeper and deeper into the forest that was along the outside of the castle in the kingdom of silence. And one day, as she was dancing around and whistling and prancing and clapping and playing, she found herself in a new part of the forest, deeper than she'd been before. And she was outside a small door that was carved into the trunk of a great big tree. She had never seen anything like that before. There were windows and a little chimney with little puffs of smoke puffing out. And the smells that were wafting out through the crack in the windows were just delicious. And Princess Harmony was a very curious girl. So she stood on her tiptoes and stepped up on some of the little pots that weren't being used for the garden. And she peeked inside. And inside, she saw a very old woman dressed in very, very bright colors, reds and yellows and greens and blues, scarves and dress layers, and she just looked like a big bustling rainbow. And that woman inside was dancing and prancing all around the room. And she, with her mouth, was making the most interesting sounds. It wasn't like anything Harmony had ever heard before, certainly unlike anything she had ever heard growing up in the Kingdom of Silence. But she liked it. And she pressed closer to the glass to try and see and to hear better. And then her foot slipped. And she tumbled down and some of the pots broke. And there was a big clatter of planter pots and princesses. And she fell to the ground outside the window. Harmony heard the door open. And then she saw the old woman's face peering down at her. Well, 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 said a sweet and lovely voice of the brightly clothed woman. What has tumbled its way to old Mother Melody's doorstep? She helped up the princess, and they walked inside. Mother Melody brought two steaming cups of hot cocoa to the circular big tree room, and they both sat in big comfy chairs. Princess Harmony liked this house. It was very warm, very cozy. It smelled very good. She loved hot cocoa. And Mother Melody's clothes and her cheery smile made her feel very comfortable indeed. Princess Harmony was very curious still. And so she asked Mother Melody, What were those sweet sounds that I heard at the window? It's not like anything I've ever heard before. And Mother Melody told her, Oh, dear child, that, that was music or at least a small little part of it, is the only piece that I can still remember. Music is sounds, but sounds made sweeter and a little bit more beautiful and more colorful. It's like filling up a thirsty creek with clear water or painting some spring colors on winter trees and fields. It is very, very special. It is very, very magical. And, well, I'm afraid it may not exist anymore. At least... Not around here. Well, Princess Harmony certainly didn't like the sound of that. She said, well, well it's got to still be around. Don't you know anymore? 
My mother Melody said, I'm sorry, child, but I don't. That's been lost long ago, deep, deep in the old forest. That's where I learned it. And Princess Harmony, of course, knew all about the old forest. The old forest was a deep, ancient, wonderful, and very terrible place all at the same time. Lots of stories were told about the old forest, and most of them were told to keep kids out. Princess Harmony, being a very curious and very brave girl, was always wondering just what that old forest had in it anyway. So when Mother Melody mentioned it, her eyes got bright. Mother Melody leaned over. What is your name, child? You have a little bit of magic about you yourself, you know. Princess Harmony liked to hear that. She said, well, my name is Harmony. Actually, I'm Princess Harmony of the Kingdom of Silence, but that name is just very, very long. I don't usually use it. You can just call me Harmony. When she said her name, Mother Melody's eyes got very big, and she made a little gasp like this. <gasps> she said, did you say your name is Harmony? And the princess nodded. That had been her name for as long as she could remember. But to Mother Melody, this was very special, and she jumped up from her chair, almost spilled her hot cocoa, put it down and said, you just wait right here, and she ran upstairs. From downstairs, Princess Harmony could hear the creaking and the banging around of drawers and chests, and she could hear Mother Melody saying things like, oh, now where did I leave that? I know it must be around here somewhere. And she could hear a few more lids banging shut and what sounded like a trunk being opened and closed. And then finally, Mother Melody came back downstairs. She came back downstairs holding an old rolled-up piece of canvas. Ah, here it is, Mother Melody said. She unrolled the canvas, and a beautiful map was revealed with all sorts of writings and strange symbols all over it. What is it? asked Harmony. It is a map to the music, Mother Melody said. I was given this map by my great-grandmother in secret, who also taught me this rhyme, and she told me that I would know what to do when the time was right. Now listen to this rhyme, dear girl, and tell me what we should do. Here it goes. Should harmony meet melody, and should the two be kind, then hope there is that silence again shall music find. And Princess Harmony's eyes lit up. She said, well, well, that's my name, and that's your name, and we've met, and you're very kind, and I'm very kind too. Mother Melody's eyes twinkled. Indeed, indeed we are, girl. And that means that there is hope that we shall find music again. But I am too old to travel now. But you are young and you have the spark of adventure about you. I can give you this map and I can give you everything you would need for a long journey and I can point you in the right direction. Princess Harmony could hardly believe her ears. She was so excited. She couldn't believe that she was about to go on a real adventure and that she had a chance to find music and could bring it back for the whole kingdom. All that afternoon and evening, they gathered everything together, all the supplies they would need and the packs and the little blankets and the thises and the thats and the various and sundry little bits and pieces that they would need for a long adventure. And they got the pack all ready. And they picked all the clothes that she would need. They had a delicious dinner. And she slept as much as she could, which wasn't too much because she was just so excited. And early the next morning, with her map in hand, 
she started off on the path that old Mother Melody pointed out to her, headed into the old forest to find music and to bring it home. I'll be right back after these messages. Coffee. Mom, Dad, has this ever happened to you? You wake up in the morning? Well, you might just want to check out coffee. It's just the thing to start the day off right. Once that, it's almost noon. Try some coffee to keep that pep in your step. Have you ever been awake right around 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Well, that's as good a time as any for coffee. In fact, have you ever been walking around your house, neighborhood, or workplace with empty, cold hands while sleepy? Well, shucks, that's also a fine time and reason to pour a cup of coffee. Coffee, for always and anytime and all the time. Coffee, yeah, that's coffee. It's the best darn drink that you ever did drunk. It's the best drink for that don't have done. It's the best libation that you ever libated, but you gotta remember to stay hydrated. Coffee. Can you think of a kind thing that was done for you lately? Um, they played with me. When I fell down, um, off the play structure, um, everyone laughed at me, but Christy said, are you okay? Well, <laughs> the... Francisco, he plays with me, and I really like it. My mom and dad took me to the fair. I fell over somebody helped me and asked if I was okay. That is so nice. Hey, Emmy. Hey, Leah. What are you guys doing? Hey, Jen. Can we hear the next part of that story? Sure. You guys are ready to hear Princess Harmony Part 2? Yes! This is a perfect story for a Sunday afternoon. Princess Harmony was on a great adventure, and she had never felt better. The early morning air was crisp and cool, and the forest was chirping slowly to life all around her as she followed her mysterious map and the path that it showed her to the old forest. From what she could tell on the map, the first place that she had to find was a very large tree. There was a big number one on the tree so she was pretty sure it was first. It wasn't too far from the entrance to the old forest. Her path was quiet and clear all morning, and she whistled and clapped and danced and pranced her way down the trail. At midday, she found herself at the entrance to the old forest. Two ancient and gnarled oak trees twisted together to form a massive tree archway over the path. And while the sun shone merrily on her side of the archway, Everything on the other side seemed a little bit shiftier. A little bit darker, maybe? Certainly much more mysterious. She checked her map, and with bold steps, she entered the old forest. It was wonderful on the other side of the archway. The trees grew a deeper colored green. The rocks were more solid looking, more impressive, and the flowers were of types that she had never even seen or smelled before. The sunlight filtering down through the leaves was more golden and more sparkling, and Princess Harmony felt more ready, more keen, and more alive than she could remember having felt ever in her life. She peered down at the map, chose her path, and marched on. 
By keeping a sharp eye out, she was able to cross the small creek by the toadstool grove, just like on the map. And she was able to take the right turns at the maze of tall stones, just like it said on her map. And so it was that, without too much trouble, she came upon a huge, immense, absolutely very, very, very tall, large tree. The trunk of the tree was as thick as the castle towers back home. Its branches and thick, broad green leaves reached beyond any other tree in the forest, up, 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 past where she could even see. Princess Harmony looked at the tree. She walked around the tree. She knocked on it. She said hello to it. Nothing happened. She sat down on the roots to think. She looked at the map. She was certain that she was in the right place. She sipped on her water bottle and tried not to get too discouraged. When, from far, far off, above her head, she heard something. It sounded a little bit like a bird, but it sounded sweeter than a bird. It sounded like music. She stood up and perked up her ears, and there it was again, sounding far, far off from far above her. Luckily, Princess Harmony was an expert climber, and the tree branches seemed to grow in a way that made it seem almost like a big ladder, with each branch a sturdy, easy step away. She climbed up and up and up and up, until the old forest fell away below her into a sea of green and yellow leaves. She followed the sounds. She could tell they were getting closer and closer, until finally the ladder-like branches ended and she found herself on a thick branch, thick enough to even stand on. And she was staring at the giant trunk of the tree and into the eyes of a bird. The bird was just about half as tall as Princess Harmony. It had a very long, pointed beak with holes all along it. It had black and silver feathers and a pale blue head, and as she looked at the bird, she noticed that its leg was bound by a thick, iron chain locked tight to the trunk of the great tree. She didn't see a place for a key or a lock or anything. Oh my, we must get you free, said the princess, and she moved towards the bird immediately to inspect the chains. Oh, you'd best leave me be, said the bird rather unexpectedly in a pleasant deep voice. Nice to meet you. My name is Ruxapold Dosong Hammershins III, first note of the great scale. But you can call me Rux, or Ruxapold. Harmony was surprised. She had never met a talking bird before. But she had always wanted to meet a talking bird, and had always imagined it. So she wasn't too surprised, and she was very happy. And it didn't stop her at all. Well... "'Why should I leave you be, Mr. Ruxapold, sir?' she asked politely. "'Oh, dear child, the Cacophonics imprisoned me here long, long ago, "'way back when it was capturing all the music of the old forest and beyond. "'I don't think it would be very happy if you let me out, no, sir. "'Don't get me wrong, I'd be happy, "'but I'm sure you don't want the Cacophonics angry with you.' "'Princess Harmony was a little bit puzzled.' The Carcominanth? No, no, child, the Cacophonics. You must know of the Cacophonics. The very old, mean, powerful old thing. Why, it controls most of the old forest now, I believe. You'd best leave me be, child, the bird said. But Princess Harmony was not one to give up so easily. 
But my map said that I should be right here. This is where the number one is, and I heard your music. The bird's eyes lit up. The map? You have the map, girl? Well, 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 that's a different story. I thought that the map was lost. Oh, no, this map? Old Mother Melody had it, and she gave it to me. Good old Mother Melody, said the bird. Oh, may I see it? May I see the map? Princess Harmony unrolled the canvas and showed the map to the bird. Oh, well, this is a different adventure altogether, child. There's hope. For the first time in so long, there's hope. I, yes, I had heard your music down below, said Harmony. Oh, good, child. You can hear the music. That's wonderful. Now, can you make music? Oh, I don't think so, said Princess Harmony. It's magic and powerful, and I've never done it before. It must be very difficult. Oh, nonsense. True, it is magic and powerful. Magic and powerful is all get out, but difficult? No, 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 not at all. You must just listen. Listen and repeat. Okay, now listeners, this is where Princess Harmony is going to need some help on her adventure. She has to learn how to use the wonderful magical powers of music. And she's going to need your help. So, if you can, when it's time for Princess Harmony to make some music, you try too, okay? Okay, thanks. Listen and repeat. Listen and repeat. That's the only secret you need to learn music, child. I am Ruxapold, the doe songbird. The one and only first note of the great scale. Now, listen to the sound that I make, and then, with your voice, make the same sound, saying do, to wield my magic. Are you ready? Good. Here we go. And with that, the bird puffed through his long beak with the holes in it, and a beautiful sound came out. Now, can you do that, child? Princess Harmony wasn't sure. Uh, could you show me again, please? And again he puffed through his long beak. Princess Harmony concentrated on the sound. She closed her eyes, and with her voice she copied the sound just as best as she could, like this. Do! And even... As Princess Harmony made the sound, she could feel the joy bubble up in her, and the magic filled her whole body, and clang! The chain glowed bright silver and fell from the bird's legs. Well done, child, the bird cried out. We've done it now. The adventure's begun. Oh, old Cacophonix won't be happy about that. He'll be hopping mad when he finds out. Oh, come, child, let's get down from this tree and be off. And so the bird flew down, and Princess Harmony climbed down behind him, still giddy and glowing from the joy of making music for the first time. That, my dear child, chattered old Ruxapold the bird, is called singing, he told her as they climbed. It's music you can make with your voice, and it's the most powerful music that exists. As they climbed down, Princess Harmony was able to ask a few questions about the cacophonics and about the great scale and about the seven that would finally be together again. She didn't understand everything. Ruxapold talked very quickly and very excitedly. But she understood enough 
to know that the cacophonix was very dangerous and very, very powerful. And she learned enough to know that the great scale was what she needed to bring back to the kingdom of silence. And she learned enough to know that to join the seven together again would be to gather the great scale to herself to bring back to the kingdom of silence. They reached the forest floor just as the sun was setting. Come, child, I know a safe place to rest. The old forest is no place to wander at night. And, come the morning, we'll look at that map of yours and find old number two. Music! It's coming back, I can feel it. Princess Harmony was swept up in Ruxapold's merriness as she followed his chattering through the old forest. That night they stayed with a very pleasant family of badgers. It was a bit cramped for Princess Harmony in the warm, cozy little den, but she made do. She was exhausted and fell to sleep adrift in thoughts of singing and music and magic and the strange thing, the cacophonix, and the long, wonderful adventure ahead. It's always when you least expect it. Excuse me from this lovely meal, family, but I think old dad needs to use the potty. It's something you never planned for. Will you be back right away, or will you be taking a book with you? Oh, I'll be needing a book. A long one. Ah, here's an encyclopedia. Don't wait for me, gang. A tragedy waiting just a room away. Okay, wow. All right, wait. No! No! That's right. An empty roll of toilet paper. Toilet paper emergency! Toilet paper emergency! Never fear! Toilet paper emergency person is here! Always appearing a discreet distance away, giving you your privacy, but always bringing toilet paper to where it's needed most. Whoa, toilet paper emergency person. Boy, am I glad to hear your voice from a discreet distance away. Thanks for giving me my privacy. Let me get you some toilet paper and I'll be on my way. Wow, rolls of toilet paper have just magically appeared. That was amazing. Thanks, toilet paper emergency person. You're welcome. Remember, avoid toilet paper emergencies and always take a peep before you take a seat. I think your catchphrase needs a little work. Yeah, I'm still working on that one. Well, I must be off. I hear a call from afar. Someone else is having a toilet paper emergency. Thanks, toilet paper emergency person. Hey, you're back. What took you so long? Oh, nothing. I was just mesmerized by all that great, fresh toilet paper we have up there. Now, please pass me some of that delicious salad. Did you wash your hands? Goblins got you down again? Did that pesky house sprite nab your keys? Ghosts and ghouls haunting your local abandoned buildings after dark? Well then come on down to Fenwick's Magic Emporium. We have all the freshest ingredients for your potions. The finest wands and staffs. You need a crystal ball, we say what color, what size, and how many. We know that most supermarkets don't sell the quality of powdered dragon's teeth that we do. 
We know how hard it is for your local bookstore to have the most up-to-date tomes of powerful and ancient sorcery. Don't settle for second best. Come down to Fenwick's Magic Emporium, where we bring the magic to you, literally. Remember the directions. Two blinks past the fourth light post, turn around, say the charm of opening, and press the fourth stone from the corner. You can't miss it. Princess Harmony woke up to the sounds of Ruxapold and the Badger family chattering excitedly in the next room. She crawled sleepily in, and they all turned from their breakfast and looked at her. Um, good morning, she said. Good morning, crowed Ruxapold. Good morning indeed, princess. I've been telling our kind hosts here all about you and the map. Do you think they could see it? Oh, yes, please, 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 said the badgers. Oh, of course, said Harmony, and she unrolled the map across the breakfast table. The animals gasped and oohed and awed. Oh, it's true, just like the rhyme said. Should Harmony meet Melody, and should the two be kind, then hope there is that silence again shall music find. Oh, oh, it's true, all right, Ruxapold said. Why, she broke the chains the old cacophonics put on my leg just as easy as you please. The badgers all shook her hands in their strong little claws. Thank you so much, Harmony. We wish you the very best of luck as you go they said. Oh, yes, and go we must, hooted Ruxapold. The notes of the great scale won't find themselves, you know. And they hugged and thanked the badgers and headed out into the bright morning of the old forest. They had seen the number two on the map. It was over a large rock in a large meadow, and it didn't look too far away. Now, princess, before we go any further, Ruxapold said, his voice lower and a bit more serious than usual. The cacophonics will know we're here. He will have felt the music you made yesterday. And even now, his noise goblins and gloom cloaks may be finding my chains empty. We'll have to keep our eyes sharp and our ears keen. He'll certainly be after us. Princess Harmony's face must have looked a little bit worried. Ruxapold added quickly, Oh, oh, don't fret, young one. The, the music is coming back. Those pesky noise goblins should be easy enough to avoid. Why, you can hear them coming miles and miles away. And gloom cloaks? Oh, don't worry about them. A nice bright song and a little bit of sunshine, they're no problem. And you've got the music. And you've got me. So, let's be cautious, but also let's be merry. For we have an adventure to continue. Princess Harmony liked the sound of that, and as they walked under the beautiful, mighty trees of the old forest, past rainbow blooms of mystical flowers, she soon forgot her worry, and she was filled with excitement and her old swashbuckling spirit, and she and Ruxapold chatted and danced and pranced their way along the winding, sun-dappled trails deeper and deeper into the old forest. They traveled easily through the violet tree groves, just like it showed on the map. And they enjoyed the swaying rope bridge that led them past the twin waterfalls, just like on the map. According to their map, they were nearly to the stone in the great meadow when Princess Harmony heard something. It sounded like a great ways off. Someone was maybe breaking dishes with a rusty wagon wheel or scraping tree branches on a window pane. A very hideous and very distant racket. 
Ruxapold, do you hear that? She asked. And Ruxapold had been telling a story and maybe was a little distracted, but he perked up his ears and said, Oh, quick, princess, off the trail, off the trail, he cried, and he flew towards the thick brush a ways off the trail. Princess Harmony ran to follow him. What is it, Rux? she called. What, what is it? It's noise goblins, he called back. We must hide, hide and cover your ears. They lay down deep under the cover of thick grasses and bushes, and Princess Harmony clapped her hands over her ears as the distant noise grew closer and closer and louder and louder. It was terrible. It was like listening to a big mill saw cutting up panes of glass while a steam whistle blew out of control, and it was getting louder and louder, and she pushed her hands more firmly over her ears. And then, as the sounds grew so loud as to be nearly unbearable, Princess Harmony could see through the leaves in front of her, walking down a path, a group of four creatures. They looked like a cross between lizards or snakes and wolves, but they stood upright on two legs. They had scrawny, hairy necks, and they weren't much taller than Princess Harmony herself. They were clad all in grays and blacks with little bits of armor patched on here and there, and they all carried small round shields and sharp, mean-looking spears. The terrible, overpowering noise seemed to be wafting from their bodies the way that a bad smell comes wafting off a pile of garbage. Princess Harmony did not like the looks of them at all. Luckily, they continued marching straight along the path, with hardly a look in their direction as Ruxapold and Princess Harmony lay, ears covered, not daring to move a muscle. In another minute or two, the racket was distant and growing fainter and fainter. Princess Harmony and Ruxapold stood up and made their way back to their path. Let me guess, said Princess Harmony, those were noise goblins? Oh, yes, and they are loathsome creatures. Best to avoid them at all costs, said Ruxapold. But should you ever have to face one, just sing the most beautiful and soft music that you know. They're no match for that. But how can you even think with such a terrible, noisy mess going on? I don't know if I'd be able to think of any song, let alone the most beautiful and soft one, said the princess. Oh, it is very difficult, to be sure. You must focus and concentrate. Lots of music's magic comes from focus and concentration, Ruxapold said. Now, enough dilly-dallying, we must be off. And they continued down the path. After another more cautious hour of walking, and choosing hard-to-find and twisting paths through the old forest, looking at their map, the princess and Ruxapold found themselves in a lush and sun-filled meadow, and in the center of the meadow sat a large, moss-covered stone. Just like the map said, Princess Harmony said. And they looked, and in the stone, sticking out from the top, Princess Harmony could see what looked like the handle to a sword. Eureka! shouted Ruxapold, and he flew directly over to the handle and started flapping and pulling furiously. It's Ray Bright Suncatcher, second note of the great scale. Come, princess, come pull her free. Princess Harmony skipped across the meadow and pulled and pulled and pulled with all of her might. But even though they both pulled mightily, the sword would not budge. They fell back, panting. Oh, it's no use, Ruxapold. We won't pull it free. There has to be another way. And so they began to wander all around the stone and the sword handle and the meadow, looking over everything for some bit of a clue as to how to free the sword. 
but with no luck. And then, while taking a moment to rest on a green, mossy patch of stone, Princess Harmony's hand slipped, and a patch of moss came loose. And underneath were some very interesting marks in the stone. Harmony cleared away more moss until she could see a message, written, carved into the stone itself. It was three dots, what looked like a lightning bolt, three more little dots on some lines, and another lightning bolt. She did not understand, so she called over Ruxapold. What's it mean, Rux? Have you ever seen this before? She asked. Ruxapold's eyes twinkled. Oh, yes, indeed, princess, this. This is the ancient language of music itself. It's been years and years and years since I've seen it. Now let's let's see if I can remember. Hmm. Uh, the solid dot down here. Yes, that's dough. That's my note. I always did remember that one best. And let's see, this little squiggle lightning bolt thing. Well, that means to rest and be silent. So let's see. Do, 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 rest. Do, 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 rest. Ah, that seems to be the spell written here, child. Do you think you could sing it? Can you cast the spell? Princess Harmony thought, Well, I think so. I think I remember your note pretty well, but would you play it for me, just to help me remember it, please? Oh, yes, of course. And Ruxapold puffed through his long beak, and out came the beautiful sound. And the princess, remembering the written spell, and now remembering Ruxapold's note, sang as best she could. Do, 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 rest. Do, 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 rest. And as the last do echoed away across the meadow, a bright beam of sunlight burst down from the blue skies above, and it shone upon the handle of the sword. And the sword began to glow, a bright yellow, orangey gold, and it started to wiggle. At first, very gently, back and forth and back and forth, and then more and more and more violently, until Harmony and Ruxapold could see the blade working its way inch by inch out of the stone. And in a few moments, there, above the stone, in the middle of the meadow, illuminated by golden sunlight, a beautiful sword hovered before their eyes. Ray Bright Suncatcher, Ruxapold breathed. Go on, princess. Go and take her. She's your sword now. You freed her just as you freed me. Princess Harmony stepped forward, clambering up the stone, and grasped the sword. The handle was pleasantly warm from the sun. As her hand clasped around the handle, she heard a sound ring through the meadow. That is Ray, second note of the great scale cried Ruxapold. It's just as sweet as I remembered. Oh, Raybright, it's so good to hear you again. Princess Harmony could hear the new note ringing through her body, and she couldn't help but sing it herself. Ray! She felt the music and the magic stir and shiver through her whole body, and as she stood clasping her new sword, Raybright, she felt strong and hopeful and she felt sure that no cacophonics or noise goblin or whatever else could stop her. She tucked the sword into her belt, gave Ruxapold a very big hug, and they climbed down off the stone, sat down in the beautiful meadow, 
and had a delicious lunch, thanks to the lovely badgers, who were, as it turns out, very good cooks. Their picnic in the meadow was pleasant, but quick. Princess Harmony couldn't help but keep half her attention on listening for distant noises. Even as Ruxapold told story after story about great adventures with Raybright from days long gone by. They finally packed up their things, and Ruxapold led them towards a grove of nearby tangle trees. They were called that because they had so many twisting and hanging vines. There, they stayed with a nice family of monkeys. Friends of Ruxapold's, of course. They had very comfortable beds and very delicious food. And Princess Harmony lay down very, very tired for a night. Safe and cozy, high in the trees, with Ruxapold and Raybright lying on either side of her. And the only sounds to bother them that night were the chirping of crickets and the soft breezing of the wind through the trees of the old forest. that's it for this week's podcast thanks for joining us everybody we'll be back next wednesday with another episode in the meantime leave us a review on itunes it helps us out a bunch there or you can also support us on patreon patreon.com backslash benedettiville take care have great adventures and we'll see you next week thanks